Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Houston Open. I'm Rick Game of that right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, here we go. We were just talking before we went hot. Shot Tracker, PGA yeah. Tour Live, these <laughs> things that we rag on, maybe even take for granted at sometimes. Uh, when they take them away from us, we're begging for them back. We're excited to have them back, of course. We maybe will show a little more appreciation for them this week. But uh, a nice little swing season event here as we kind of wrap things up for the little bit of breather here around Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Uh, but good field, a course that I would say is is on the unique. And in, in, in that being, it's a little bit more difficult than the tracks we've seen the last couple of weeks. Decent little field. Uh, should be a fun event. I'm looking forward to covering Power Hour here. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've just stumbled in and you have no idea what's going on, this is the Jock Market Power Hour. Welcome, Jock Market to Stock Market DFS. And we are in a very critical phase of the game right now. This is the final hour, or really, I guess I should say final 45 minutes of the IPO phase. So this is the opportunity where you can bid on shares of golfers. And if you are one of the highest bidders, when that IPO closes, you are going to be allocated those shares. And then we enter the live trading portion. But I'll bring up the live real-time trading numbers here in just one second. But we have a couple of, of promos here, Joe. As usual, if you haven't deposited and you want to, use the code POWER. That is up to a $50 deposit bonus. And we're giving away $100 this evening in the way of five $20 increments. So make sure that your jock market username is in the chat. Go ahead and comment with that because that will get you in the draw. Uh, this is the time of year, Joe, where we've only had, I think we've only had a couple of these events where we actually have data from the previous yeah. year, right? We're starting to, we're starting to uh, relap over these so I can pull up the data from last season here. And let me know if you see anything surprising. Carlos Ortiz, who is not going to defend his title was $2 and 70 cents a share, Joe. How about that? He paid out the full $25 a share last year with Hideki Matsuyama, Dustin Johnson, and that man, Taylor Gooch, uh, rounding out the top four with Brooks Kepkin fifth. Yeah, dude. Um, one thing that I kind of noted of it is a couple things. One, it was in kind of a unique spot. I believe it was the week before the fall masters that we had, exactly. which was kind of a unique position spot. But the other thing I noted, we really didn't know what to expect from this course, obviously being a municipal golf course, you know, the fun stories about it being like $36 for local residents. Hmm. They did some rerouting. They moved some tees. We didn't really know what to expect, but what I saw was a lot of the cream rising to the top here i mean we had dustin johnson we had brooks we had terrell hatton we had hovland we had burns like all these guys who came to this event and were the prohibitive favorites showed up played well they all like top 15 there so besides carlos ortiz there was a lot of big names lurking around that leaderboard i think some of that's the product of obviously the table of them but i think the other part of that is when, when scoring conditions are a little bit more difficult in the cut line is, say, over par instead of under par, um, that tends to, in my opinion, sort of benefit uh, the better players and, and really kind of take advantage of their strong suits and their separation in terms of long irons and, and approach play on difficult tracks. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Things were freaky last year. Terrell Hatton and Russell Henley were more expensive than Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, Victor Allen, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I did not see that coming. I don't know if we're going to get... Remember, I mean, this was still very much... Uh, and I think we're still seeing cyclical changes of strategy in the jock market, but th this is a freaky one. 
It's freaky, dude. I remember this is when this is right after DJ had COVID, so maybe that had something to do with it. That's right. um, but but weird, man. Hatton, I know Hatton was playing well, but Henley like sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't know where that came out of. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, Hideki played well. Like all these guys showed up here um, and, and had very strong, strong performances leading into a major. Yeah, I love it. Uh, make sure your jock market username is in the chat. I'll pull the first $20 here in just a few minutes. You talked a little bit about the golf course Memorial Park. It's in theory not going to be a cakewalk, Joe. And I think that's why you your correct assessment in cream rising to the top. Because we heard we heard Brooks Kepka say this uh, very condescendingly about his peers, how only you know 20 guys can win a major championship. But he's not wrong in that. When when no. you get on more difficult golf courses making a tough par or a good par can be a good score. When you get to a birdie fest, all of these guys can make birdies. That's kind of where you see some of these, um, you know, shocking winners. So 13 under par was the winning score last year. We know that it is a long par 70. We know that if you miss the fairway, it's going to be hard to hit the green. Are you going to try to load up on that cream this evening here in the jock market? Well, I think it's all going to come down as it does every week to to price points and kind of where they fall in respect to to the target price that I have on those guys. I think that in in theory, yes, I think the good players are going to play well. I think that um, being a long par seventy course, being a you know this type of golf course, like when it's originally designed as as a local municipal course isn't designed with PGA tour players in mind coming there. It's designed for the average 10 handicapper. You know what I mean? So when they lengthen these holes, when they push things back, a lot of these green surfaces are, are not intended to have shots from 225 yards coming into them. So I think that they present some unique challenges. I think some of the runoffs are tough. I think there's going to be a lot of around the green game that comes into play. We know the greens are typically fast. Like you mentioned, there can be some trouble lurking off the tee in certain areas. But I think it's going to be a lot of drivers. I think that the, the best players are going to show up here. Um, and this is a good fit for, fit for those guys in, in their certain skill set. Let's move over to our market movers segment here, Joe. And this is an opportunity for us to pick out three golfers each that we are going to be targeting this evening in the jock market. And we break it down by each kind of tier of this cash market. So we go with our blue chippers, our mid caps and our penny stocks. I think last week we started at the top. Let's start at the bottom. The penny stocks for the Houston Open, Joe. Who is someone that you have already clicked and added to your favorites list? Killa Keith. Mitchell. Yeah. My penny stock guy. Look, uh, he's just, when I'm looking at penny stocks, guys, I want basically boom or bust, right? Because bust ain't that bad. When you're two, $3 a share, bust going down to $1 a share is not going to kill you. Mitchell has boom potential. You see it right there in what is that? Three of his last 10 starts. Maybe he's cashing even. a yeah. $15 plus payouts. Um, so he has that potential to finish top five in events. So you, you're looking at 10 starts there. He's got three top fives. That's what exactly what you want to see out of a penny stock. You don't mind the missed cuts every now and then as long as you get those boom weeks. Like I mentioned, I'm looking at the driver this week of being a very important asset. Uh, I think Keith Mitchell suits sets up well for this type of course. We know he loves the fast Bermuda grass greens. 
um, and played well a couple of weeks ago. And we saw him on the Vegas swing. So why not? Let's go. Keith Mitchell was my penny stock. He did. He had like a five shot lead at one point <laughs> at Summit Club. Now that did not necessarily end uh, as well as he would have liked, but it paid you out a lot in the cash market. It was right here. Uh, $18 a share. And, and, and you nailed it, Joe. So he is. Overall, he has lost in more cash markets than he has won, but he is still returning on average a 52% ROI because he's a cheap boom or bust golfer, which if I know anything about you, Joe, that's a pretty good type of guy to target here. Or at least the ones that you like to target. (laughs) That's the ones that I like to target, right? I'm a little, I like to roll the dice and try and try and aim big, uh, especially with these guys down here in the low uh, dollar price point entry range in terms of, of getting some shares. Okay. For my penny stock, I'm going to go with your guy. I'm going to go with Denny McCarthy. I, yeah. I think I'm ready. Now he has not been all that good in the cat in the cash markets in the jock market. He is basically a neutral, even player in his cash market career, but you can see a couple of decent results here recently, $8 and 25 cents a share, $7, seven fifty over the course of his last uh, seven events. Those have been significant payouts. And I think we're just starting to see signs of life a little bit here, Joe, we're starting to see signs of life. It's Bermuda. He's by far the best putter on the planet. When it yeah. comes to Bermuda, I do worry about length off the tee. I worry, about a lot of things with penny stocks but i think if denny can get that putter go and continue some of these good vibes that we've seen here in the last couple of weeks that he might be a good investment this evening that is denny for myself killer keith mitchell for joe let's move on up to the mid caps where are you headed here joe okay i'm gonna go with a guy that has been a very, very hot name and popular in pretty much all formats, including DFS, including betting outrights, including jock market. He's had four consecutive losses uh, basically since the month of October in terms of ROI. But I love his upside. I love his opportunity this week to, I think, buy low and it's Mito Pereira. Oh, um, here, okay. 30 to 40 to one. I was out. I wasn't betting them. Now he drops down to 80 to one off one missed cut. And I'm willing to kind of bet on that upside. Look, like second off the tee, second in approach. He's hitting a ton of greens in regulation. I think that his IPO price has just kind of been inflated. You know, I looked at like his last four starts and it's averaging 675. I think we're going to be able to get Mito in like the mid $5 range this week, which I think presents a lot more opportunity that we saw early on to give him a little bit of a bump in terms of upside. Yeah, he is kind of fascinating because the sentiment on him has been all over the place, right? He was just like, everybody loves him. Now what do we do with him? It's not like he's played poorly, but when high expectations come into play, it kind of changes the perception on a lot of people. So Mito for um, Joe. I was going to go with Russell Henley here, but I'm starting to suspect he's going to be closer to the top of this board than maybe the middle of the board. So I'm going to do a quick pivot and go to Jason Kokrak. And uh, on paper, this is a really good spot for Kokrak. Uh, He has not played particularly well. In fact, he's played pretty poorly. Uh, But I think that drives... His price down, you're going to be able to get a, a decent deal, hopefully, on Kokrak this evening. Even with recent struggles, he still gained uh, or he turned to a profit in over half of the cash markets that he's been involved in, an average of 22% ROI. We know the winning upside. He's got two wins in the cash market. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if we just get back to core 
Jason Kokrak being able to drive the ball, being able to putt if he can't come out and have some success this week at um, at Memorial Park. So I'm quick pivoting off of Henley, going to Jason Kokrak, because I think Henley Joe, he might end up with some of those uh, top-tier price guys. Especially to see last year's pricing, right? I we'll know, see it scares me. To that part. We know I, people love a little Russell Henley in Houston, but this is a different course, guys. Uh, so I don't know if that had something to do with it last year. Yeah, maybe that was it. We didn't know what to do, so we just went with a guy who had won here before. Um, yep. Okay, finally, time for our blue chippers. Top of the board. Where do you want to uh, allocate your hard-earned dollars, Joe? Okay, the blue chipper. I usually try to find someone like not at the very top, but I'm doing it this week, Rick. It's Sam Burns for me. It makes so much sense. Like this guy has got it going, um, averaging over 50% ROI, which is very rare, as you've seen in terms of the top guys who are getting a, a high price point. This past 13 events, you see those booms there. He's got five finishes of fifth place or better. Um, plus two wins. So those are the type of $15 plus payouts that you're looking for. You need those top fives if you're going to spend a high a high IPO price on a player. He's got that sort of upside. He's just, Rick, it's crazy because, you know, we see these guys get on these really hot runs off the tee and with ball striking, and he's doing that. But it's rare that we see a guy with the combination that is also like number one in putting as well in like recent preview. So he's doing it all right now. I just think this guy is a wagon. He's going to have a tremendous season this year. Uh, he's got all the tools in the bag and the confidence to go along with it right now. I have no look. The other guys I looked up there, Scheffler, 7%. Brooks is not even 1% ROI. Finau's 5%. Burns is 50% ROI on average. Like that's a big jump. He's got the upside and he's playing great. Yeah, he's great on Bermuda. I it's it's just the whole he's the whole package. He's the whole package this week. Certainly uh, no surprise to see him in the conversation for a blue chip. I'm going to go with another guy who's also won recently. His name's Sung J.M. Look at his last five starts here. He's returned you $18 at the BMW Championship, $25 at Shriners, of course. That was the victory. And then $11 at Summit Club. If you have to be in the fairway, that's good because Sung J.M. plays out of the short grass quite a bit on average, 13% ROI in his cash market career and much better than that here recently. So I'm going to go with Sung Jae. Very interested to see how his uh, rest of this IPO shakes out. So just to recap, I'm going to go with Sung Jae, Kokrak, Denny McCarthy. Joe is going to go with Sam Burns, Mito Pereira, Keith Mitchell. Let us know who you like across those tiers in the chat right now. And also, let me give away a little bit of money here. The very first $20 to the jack, jock market. I almost called it the jack market. Jock market <laughs> <laughs> goes to Hefe. Hefe, congratulations. You're on the board. We'll get you that $20 in one to 40 business days. Uh, probably like one to two, but bear with us on that. If you want to be like Hefe and you want to win $20 to the jock market, go ahead and put your jock market username in the chat right now. All right, Joe, I'm about to unveil the big board for the very first time. This is the live pricing, and we are probably 25, 26, 27 minutes away from this IPO closing. And to no one's surprise, Sam Burns leads the way. There he is. $8.65 a share at the moment, which means you are asking Sam Burns to finish about 15th, 16th, or better to return you a profit. Uh, We mentioned it just before. He's been absolutely killing it. Uh, six of his last seven cash markets have turned you a profit. Many of them very sizable. 
my assumption, Joe, and I assume you are on the same page, he will be the most expensive golfer this evening. Yeah, I think so. He deserves it. Like when I first pulled up the odds board, like it's a little just, you know, you see the names we're so used to, right? Like Finau, Brooks, Cam Smith, like these guys are tremendous players who've shown up in major championships. Like they'd have their wins. And then you see Sam Burns at like half the betting number of them. And you're like, wow, like he's arrived. Um, But like we've mentioned so many times, obviously a first and a fifth in his last three starts. Um, the guy's on fire right now in, in doing everything. He's got all the tools in the bag seemingly working. Early here in this IPO, Cam Smith uh, also crossing over the $8.50 mark. And I got to admit, Joe, I've gone back and forth on Cam Smith all week long. I think I started out pretty pessimistic. I warmed up a little bit. I think I'm cooling off a little bit. Um, there's only so much time left before this thing shuts down here in about 30 minutes. So I, I need to know kind of where you stand on Cam Smith and how he's already jumping out to an $8.52 share price. I just want to like, it's, I want to see him play more. And that's my hesitation is like right now I'm looking for guys that, that played a little bit in the Caribbean swing that have played in Europe, that have played in the Ryder cup, like rounds under your belt right now at this point in the fall are a big positive for me. Um, I know that he showed up. What was it? The CJ cup there a few weeks ago in top 10. Yeah. That right the tournament it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's great. Uh, but just, I think given where the price point's going to be, you know, he's already at eight and a half bucks. He's probably going to get close to that $9 mark. I'm willing to pass and go with the guys that I have a little bit more certainty of where their form is uh, here in the late fall and, you know, into November now. All right. Well, let's talk about those guys um, because the, the the top of the board shaping up. Oh, my gosh. Coke rack is already over six dollars and nine cents. Maybe he is not a mid cap option, but we've got good form from Taylor Gooch. We've got good form from Scotty Scheffler. We've got good form from Matthew Wolf and Sung JM. Are any of these names enticing to you when it comes to form, Joe? Yes. Um, I like Matt Wolf a lot, man. It's just like I feel like he's the type of player that you've just got to kind of ride the wave with. And he's yeah. going to have these these ups and downs, and he's not going to be Colin Morikawa. He's not going to be uh, Vic Hovland, where they're just consistently great, top 10 every week. He's going to have these massive peaks and valleys. Look, I looked at his stuff last year. It was ugly for a long time. 14 out of 16 consecutive cash markets, he lost. Look at this. Uh, yeah. Three, you know, three straight gainers now at this point. Something weird happened there on that week. I think he might have withdrawn where it's one and one. But you look at the three prior ones to that. Um, let me see what I wrote down here. I had 47% at the Sanderson, 295% at the Shriners, 167% ROI last week. He's more than doubling your money in a lot of these. I think that he's riding great form. I loved, loved, loved his interview this week where he just talked about hitting driver. And you can just feel that he feels good. And I think when he feels good physically, mentally, and he knows his game's in a good spot, he's the type of player that I like to bank on that upside. Yeah, on paper, Memorial Park should be a great spot for him, right? Just unleashed driver. I mean, I was actually pretty impressed with what he did last week, which was a lot of three woods, a lot of five woods, but then he gets the... Yeah, I was pretty impressed by that. So I'm certainly gaining optimism uh, in the world of Matt Wolf right now. Three out of his last four. Actually, it's three straight. You're right. I think he, what did he do at Summit Club? Did he withdraw before the week started? Is that what happened? I don't know. I think he was like, I just think he was like listed in the IPO for some weird reason. Or what happened there? I think he was, 
was he an alternate? Could he have been an alternate? I think he was an alternate. That's what it was. So he stayed at one dollar. He was one of the alternate guys. That's yeah, exactly okay. That makes sense. I'll remove uh, I'll remove that one, but it's not a huge difference there. Three straight cash markets in which uh, Matthew Wolf has has returned you a profit. Okay, so that leaves us with you know you mentioned Tony Finau earlier. Now Tony Finau is the second pre ranked golfer, which means mm-hmm. only Sung J M is going to break a tie over Tony Finau. Tony Finau is going to break it over everyone. Adam Scott is also here. These are two very interesting names, Joe. And uh, basically, selfishly, I'm just asking you about guys that I've been on the fence about all week long and hopefully this helps this helps other people here but i just i've i've kind of struggled this week with some of the more established Finau, adam scott brooks kepka types i've struggled with them i like brooks this week i think this is his week i'm, I'm not there quite there on Finau. i i do have some interest in adam scott uh, a couple of things like we kind of mentioned earlier like when you're looking i don't put a ton in the sort of course correlations but um, our, our sort of colleague over there at odds checker, Tom Jacobs, I thought did a great write up this week. And he really used PGA national as a good comp that I thought fit like in my head, it fit tough par 70 off the tee, very demanding, tough scoring conditions, uh, long Bermuda grass greens. I felt like a lot of those fit. That's why I liked your Sung JM pick. That's part of the reason I landed on Keith Mitchell and Adam Scott obviously has a great history at the Honda. Um, I like his sort of off the tee game. Um, I just, I, I feel like he's so good, um, that I liked his betting number a lot this week. I don't know where this price point is going to kind of get at right underneath him though, is this guy, Aaron wise in like, they're just teasing us with these sort of betting numbers and saying, look, we're going to stick him between Finau and Kepka and hope nobody bets Aaron wise. It feels like, uh, because they're worried that he's going to win. Look at that seven. Is that seven straight? Yeah, this one ROI? this one was a one cent profit, but that counts, baby. That, that counts. Is... It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row. He's returned yeah. you a profit on at a relatively like reasonable IPO price. Um, so you know you you can usually get in in the five six dollar range on Wise if you've been playing him. He's made you some money. Um, I'd be confident to go right back to that well. Yeah, I, I think I described Aaron Wise earlier today as, as kind of like a math problem. The math problem is very simple for Aaron Wise. If he continues to putt like this, he it, it's coming. Like yeah. it's he's just going to contend a lot. That's that's the math problem. It's the one thing that's held him back. It's the it's been the by far the weakest part of his game, while the rest of it has been borderline elite uh, from tee to green. So yes, Aaron Wise currently hanging in there five dollars and twenty two cents. I'll give this a refresh here in just a second. That's asking him to finish about thirty second or better in this full field event. Uh, scrolling down a little bit further, Joe here, and I'll give this. Um, Give us a refresh in just a moment here. But sub $5, we start to get a lot of interesting names piling up. Joaquin Neiman, who played well last week. Uh, Cameron Tringale, who almost stole uh, the Zozo Championship or tried to from uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Harold Varner III is here. Patrick Reed is here. Uh, are there any intriguing kind of $4 to $5 players that we should be keeping an eye on before we get too deep into this thing? Wow, Mitchell's already up there plus four dollars. Um, yeah. I li- I have some interest in Reed. I'll be interested in kind of keeping tabs on that. I like Neiman a lot this week as well. I think that um, I think that his his strengths and, and he played pretty well last week. He was able to score really well, if not for a couple of bad holes. Uh, so I really like his upside coming in. Who in the world, Rick? I, I I like I know nothing about this guy, so I need you to kind of clue me in. I see his betting price is like low what i thought was very low um at like 80 to one 
who's Taylor Moore? Like, what do we know about this guy? Why is he right there between um, Keith Mitchell and Jonathan Vegas, who has been great in a place like the jock market? What do we make of Taylor Moore? Yeah, he's another one of these kind of accomplished, just off the corn fairy tour type of guys trying to make some noise, has played well at the very few handful of yes. events that he has played uh, on the PGA Tour, even when he did not have full status. And what you're seeing from him early this season is more of that. Sanderson Farms, T17. Shriners T24, both of those are uh, significant ROI, uh, you know, returns on your investment because he was $3.50 basically in each of those. Now, he's going to be a little bit more expensive than that, Joe. $4.20 at the moment, which if you're a buyer there, that's asking him to finish. Uh, it's only 49th or better. He'll probably get a little bit higher. But this is, I throw him into the category of, um, you know, the Chad Ramey's and the Hayden Buckley's and the Grayson Sigs. Like, we're going to learn a lot about these guys. But I think in a format like the jock market, you'd almost prefer to be early than late. So mm -hmm. I feel like trying to buy up some of these guys now as we learn more about them has been a pretty good idea. Got it. The next $20 that I will give away will go to, let me find his comment. Bear Samuel, congratulations. You are on the board. We'll get you that $20 uh, here in the next day or two. If you want to be like Bear and win $20 to the jock market, all you have to do is drop your jock market username in the chat right now. If you haven't deposited, use the code power that gets you up to a $50 deposit bonus. That is the best possible deposit bonus out there by my clock. I've got eight 41 PM Eastern time, Joe. So we are probably 15, 16, 17 ish minutes away from this IPO closing. So let's see kind of the bottom of this board and see if we can find some real value here. So the sub $4 golfers, and I'll go full screen so that we can see this a little bit better. Taylor Pendrith, another guy that I think is an, an interesting bounce back candidate, great driver of the golf ball. I'm willing to give him a pass for Mayakoba the week after he coughed up, you know, an event that he probably should have won. Um, Mark Leishman, a couple of Aussies, Mark Leishman, Jason Day are here. My guy, Denny McCarthy, who's really your guy, Denny McCarthy. Are there any interesting names that we should make uh, considerations for in this $3 section? Yeah, I mentioned Mito earlier. Um, I kind of like Sahith as well. I feel like he's he's got a talent level and he's he's kind of got that that driver is really an asset for him. And I think that he can play to some of the strengths. Um, you know, we had that that crazy talented class of like Wolf, Morikawa, Hovland. Um, Sahith was the next guy. So he won the Haskins Award the following year. He won a couple events. He top 10 in like 80% of his college starts. I think that he's close to sort of making that leap, so you may get in there. But, Rick, I'm almost embarrassed to say, I bet Jason Day this week. Just tell me I'm crazy. Um, I don't know if you're crazy. I, okay. He is such, you know, he's so interesting. And I'll, I'll pull up his results here. So here he is. Three straight losers, but the three before that were pretty good. Um, you know, he has been very candid about playing less golf. And... When a golfer does that, um, it could be really good for his game or it could be really bad for his game. Now, for someone who struggles to get the back loose all the time, maybe playing less is good. I mean, I, what, if Tiger could pick, he'd play, what, 16 times a year, like something yeah. very, very short schedule, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. So I, I kind of like the idea that he is doing 
something I wouldn't call drastic, but he's doing something that he thinks is good for his game. Whether it turns out to be good for his game or not, Joe, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm at least somewhat optimistic that he's taking a different approach, if that makes sense. So I remember being on him last year at the Houston Open, which was one of the few events where he actually turned a reasonable profit. Um, And I, I just like his... Like any time of place is going to put, I think, an emphasis on around the green game, which I think that this place showed last year. I like, I feel like that's his strength. And I feel like that's still his strength. And it's always been, you know, we see these guys go through lulls in their career and they surge back up. Like Tiger was a great example. Like to many people with the back, he was done, right? He came back. And I know Jason Day is not Tiger Woods, but this is a former. Uh, you know, within the past, what, seven years, number one player in the world. He's won major championships. He's got 19 worldwide wins as a professional. Like the guy's a winner. The guy's a player. If he's healthy, I think, you know, at 100 to one or three dollar mark in jock market, I think that he gives you a good bit of upside there. Um, obviously, it's been very volatile of late. So, so I think it all comes down to his health, which is unfortunately quite an unknown. For 17 of uh for 17 months, Jason Day was Tiger Woods. Now Tiger Woods was Tiger Woods for 20 years, but Jason Day had like a 17 month stretch in which he in which he it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, just unreal stuff. Um, back to some of these really really cheap guys here. I'm firmly on the Paul Barjan bandwagon. Um, I don't know how I got here, but I don't think I can get off at this point. I just think he's um odds makers are pricing him wrong uh fantasy sites are pricing him wrong we'll see what the jock market does this evening he's $2.38 we're starting to see a little bit of life from doc redmond and he is someone who on a course like this where rough is penal when doc's at his best that's kind of the place to un un unveil him i don't know what version we're going to get this week um but is there i mean we've talked about how how valuable and how volatile sam Ryder has been at times he's a dollar and 86 cents joe is there any flyer or dart throw that you would like to take down here in this very cheap penny stock range yeah, it, it, down here with these guys, like I don't mind Brandon Hagee. Um, we talked about some of the some of the big returns previously that he's had here. He played really well with the Honda Classic. Um, I just like guys that, that are going to be able to hit it far. The other guy who I've mentioned a couple of times here is, and I don't mind going back to, he's now sub $2, is Adam Svensson. Um, yeah. A couple of decent performances, but the guy is really striking it well. When I sort of did a cumulative uh, stat model over basically the last 24 rounds from – you know, I took 150 to 175, 175 to 200, 200 plus, and I kind of lumped those all in together into a pot and, and started around. He came out number two, so his long iron play is really the strength of his game, and I think that often gets overlooked. He's sub two bucks right now, but if I'm going to take a flyers on some guys down here, I'm looking for, for guys that, that hit it far um, and have a decent amount of accuracy and can make some birdies because those are the guys – who, like we mentioned, have the biggest uh, boom potential that you're looking for in this $2 range. Yeah, speaking of boom, and we have we have um, showcased this before, but here's Brandon Hagee, uh, a, a loser in 15 of 26 cash markets, but average ROI 55% because what you get is this $20 per share at the Honda, this seven at Valero, 13 at Rocket Mortgage, another seven at John Deere, and he's always so cheap that that goes certainly a long way. That's that boom or bust potential that we're talking about. Uh, let me give away a little bit more money here. Uh, I've got $60 more to give away. The next 20 
is going to go to, I have the comments right here, uh, to Eric. Congratulations, Eric. You are on the board. We will get you $20 set up into your Jock Market account. If you, too, would like to be like Eric and win some money, make sure your Jock Market username is in the chat. I'll give away 20 more when IPO closes in about 10 minutes or so, and then I'll give away 20 more before we get out of here. Uh, but, Joe, by my clock, 848. So things are starting to settle things are starting to formulate the board is is getting uh you know much more secure uh as i refresh this we have seen sam burns break through nine dollars and taylor gooch follow closely behind at 888 i'm a big believer in gooch he's played four times this year he's finished t11 or better in every single one of them at what point is this too expensive on Gooch? He's too there? expensive for me right now. My target on it was seven forty-five. Um, he's already clear of that by more than a dollar. You look at those finishes, and there's no, there's no like I, I'm not going to refute that. He's playing fantastic, but look at the IPO prices too. Like there's something about a guy when he's at four forty and five sixty-five and five fifty, and then you're going to buy shares of him all of a sudden at eight eighty-eight, and it's not like this field sucks. Um, there's good players here. We know that the course is going to play tough. We know that there's trouble lurking. So something about that that jump to me and you know buying in on a stock after it just had four great days in the market and you're going to buy shares on Friday is usually not the most sort of sound strategy. So I'm going to pass. Is this buying at the uh, the 52 week high right now? Yeah. That's what. This is buying what Tesla doing. right now, going all in on Tesla. <laughs> uh, right behind Cam Smith, 852. I'm not sure that's moved since we've come on air. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what he was at at 815. Um, Sung JM 799. Matt Wolf, Aaron Wise lining up behind, but it it is not lost on me, Joe, that seemingly each and every week at 8.50 p.m. Eastern time, I turn to you and I say, Joe, a guy named Brooks Kepka is like the 15th most expensive golfer, $6.29 right now, which is asking him to finish 26th or better. You are kind of the Brooks whisperer here. Um, at what point? Because now uh, he's lived in this $6 range for five weeks in a row, and he's trending towards that direction again what are we going to get for Brooksy this week? Y'all are going to make me do it again, aren't you? I'm going to end yeah. up with a ton of shares of Kepka. No, look, I like, look, in the, I felt a little pressure and a little obligation in some other weeks to kind of go in on Kepka. I genuinely like him this week. It has nothing to do that he signed off on some drawings and some renderings of the redesign in this course. Um, it has to do with the setup, right? Long, difficult. Par 70, uh, par is good on a lot of holes. You don't have to make a ton of birdie. The cut last year was three over instead of three under. I like those kind of setups for Brooks. I think that, you know, he's generally pretty honest. Do I think that he was a little tongue-in-cheek when he said he's been, like, on the range all the time? Yes. But he's got this match coming up here in about two weeks that he doesn't want to lose. So I do think that he has been practicing. I do think that he's trying to get himself into form. I, I I know he missed the cut last week at the end. He made like a triple or something to to sort of miss it at the very end. That's okay. He played. Um, he got some reps under his belt. He comes back to a place where he T5s last year off of virtually no form and a little bit of an injury. I'm going to buy some shares of Kepka. If If he stays sub like seven bucks, I'll have plenty of shares. 
The biggest discrepancy at the moment between the betting market and the jock market current IPO price is Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Joe, because let's talk, about let's talk about it. Because Sam Burns, in most places, your favorite with Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith, two and three. Scotty Scheffler, depending on where you look, pretty much the, the second shortest odds. Well, right now, he is the eighth most expensive golfer in the jock market. And guys that are pretty significantly longer in the betting market are more expensive here in the jock market. Now this might correct itself over the next seven or eight minutes, but um, how, how bullish are you on Scotty after his fourth place finish in Mayakoba last week? Very. Um, The more I see his price point right now, and I feel like the sentiment isn't all the way there in what else I've heard sort of this week, the more and more that I like him, um, fourth place finish last week, obviously sort of had the breakout performance in terms of, of name recognition for a lot of casual fans at the Ryder Cup there. Uh, you see plenty of spike moments. He's probably the best player in the world right now to not have a victory. Um, so he has that incentive. He has the Texas sort of, you know, narratives of, of where he went to school and where he grew up and where he's familiar playing golf. I like him a lot this week. I have him rated the third ranked player. Uh, in the field, just just like a hair below Sung J M this week, which which I kind of elevated narrowly above him. Um, but they're they're both sort of uh, I'd be happy with either one of them. Certainly at the price he has now, we see it jump up a little bit. I expect some movement in the next five minutes. Yeah, he did just pass Matthew Wolf. He did just pass Aaron Wise. He's now the sixth most most expensive golfer at seven dollars and forty nine cents. So this is the moment, Joe, where we get to say good luck to you, my friend. Because by my clock, it is 8.53. Joe is going to pull out his phone, and he's been going to dive into his favorites list, and he's going to make his bids, and then we're going to get with him at the end and see how it all shook out. But I'll take you the rest of the way here in the IPO. Remember that if you have your jock market username in the chat right now, that'll get you entered to win uh, the two one of the two final $20 in jock bucks that we're giving away this evening. But here is the live updated big board. And Sam Burns continues to lead the way $9.06. He's the 11th pre-ranked golfer, which means there are 10 other golfers that break a tie with Sam Burns, but Sam Burns breaks it with everyone 12 or larger. At $9.06, you're asking him to finish 13th or better in this cash market to return you a profit. We are now at the most expensive price dare I say ever? Yes, ever on Sam Burns, $9.06 in all-time high. Taylor Gooch, $8.88, easily an all-time high. We've been at an all-time high for him for quite some time here this evening. Cam Smith right behind $8.52. He has not moved since we've come on air, and Sung JM just finally broke through the $8 mark. Those are your four above $8. Then they start to line up behind. We talked about Finau and Scotty and Matthew Wolf and Aaron Wise, but Brooks Kepka has finally snuck into this $7 range. So now this is the most expensive Brooks has been since the Northern Trust. He's played five other tournaments since then. Memorial Park, a difficult long par four sentiment towards Brooks, seems to be climbing despite the fact that he has lost you money in seven consecutive cash markets. We'll see if he can break that this week. Terrell Hatton, Adam Scott, and Joaquin Neiman are your $6.50 or higher players. Pretty surprised to see Joaquin Neiman at only $6.59, considering that would be asking him to finish top 25, has played well here, has played well recently, 
gets maybe a little bit of a boost because someone that would have finished in the same price range as him, Carlos Ortiz, not here to defend his title this week. Joaquin Neiman, probably at the moment for me, the most mispriced golfer, $6.80. Back to the big board here. And we're at 855, which means when we get to 857, oh, we're at 856. So we're about a minute away from this IPO entering uh, the, the random window, the 90-second window in which the IPO phase can close at any time. Adam Scott, $6.66. He's your eighth pre-ranked golfer. Russell Henley, $6.35. Someone that I'm pretty high on this week has won this event, not at this course, $6.35. And my guy, Jason Kokrak. Hanging strong at $6.09. That was a quick jump to around the $6 range, and he hasn't moved much recently. This is a play on long-term form. It's a play on course fit, not necessarily course history. If Jason Kokrak can get back to his strengths, maybe he is someone who can contend at this golf tournament. Lonto Griffin at $5 along with Max Homa and Chad Ramey. Lonto's won this event, again, not at Memorial Park. Has played well recently. Two straight top seven finishes. Two straight uh, cash winnings for you if you've been a backer of Lonto Griffin. I'm going to try to give this big board a quick refresh here because we're about to enter the really, really juicy parts of this. Okay, we're in that 90-second window right now. So this IPO will not be open for longer than 90 seconds, and it can close at any moment. So get your bids in right now. As I turn my attention back to the big board, we continue to see a climb for Sam Burns. Now $9.50. Will he get to $10? We will find out. $9.50 is he asking him to finish 13th or better. Taylor Gooch, Hanging strong at 888. Cam Smith, 852. Movement on Scotty Scheffler. Here he comes. That's probably Joe. $8.06. He's the 12th pre-ranked golfer. He's moving up the board. Brooks Kepka has gone up 50 cents. That's probably Joe as well. If you're trying to bid for these guys, you're probably battling Joe at the moment. Aaron Wise and Tony Finau more expensive there. We're still seeing a pretty cheap price on Joaquin Neiman. And look at this. A jump from Mackenzie Hughes. If you buy into that kind of difficult condition, maybe short game type specialist, maybe guys missing the greens, Mackenzie Hughes might be your guy. Now up to $5.85. We saw a 50 cent jump from Max Homa just in the last couple of seconds. He went from $5 to 50 cents. What else do we have here? Keith Mitchell, $4.26. That was Joe's penny stock. He is now maybe exiting the penny stock category, getting closer to your mid cap. Played very well at the CJ Cup, made you a ton of money before being a loser at the event in Mayakoba. I'm going to try to sneak in one more refresh. I don't know if I'm going to have time. Let me see what I can do here. Because we are in it. This thing is going to close uh, literally any second. We're probably down to the final 20 or 30 seconds, and it's happened. Sam Burns, now $10.11. I'll look up to see the last time we've had a golfer this expensive, $10.11. Taylor Gooch hasn't moved. Sung Jay, here we go. The number one pre-ranked golfer, Sung Im, has now surpassed Cam Smith. He's $8.66. There is no one in this field that is going to break a tie with Sung Im. Scotty Scheffler, $8.48. Matthew Wolf, $7.81. And we are seeing Brooks overtake Wise and Finau here on this board while Joaquin Neiman gets to an even $7. Are we still live, Joe? We're still good We're here? still, wait, yes, I believe so let me try to put one in right now i see 859 we could still be in it i suppose mm, yeah i just got some more shares in all right here we go we're still locked and loaded taylor pendrith four dollars and 22 cents taylor pendrith nearly won in bermuda two weeks ago four dollars and 24 cents you're asking him to finish about 40th very good driver of the golf ball maybe just needed a week to shake off that that uh that close call in bermuda misses the cut at mayakoba i think he gets back into form this week patrick reed also seeing a little bit of movement he's now over the six dollar mark i'm gonna try for one more refresh if we're still 
still open here. I'm going to go for it because Sam Burns is barreling towards potentially record price right now, and he's not stopping. $10.92. Okay, we, we closed. And we're done. Wow, Burns, ten ninety two. That might not be done. I'm going to have to give it a refresh. Wow. wow. 1092. All right. IPO is closed. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. We're going to let the dust settle here. I'm going to get the new prices from the big board. I'm going to give away some money. We're going to hear who made Joe's portfolio. Uh, while I let that settle, very late close, maybe one of the latest. Yeah. Let me give away a little cash here. Uh, the next 20 goes to. Oh, this is fitting. Blind Squirrel. Blind Squirrel can find some cash every once in a while. Uh, congratulations. $20 is coming your way, Blind Squirrel. I've got 20 more to give away, and I'll do that before we get out of here. I'm going to refresh this big board here, Joe, just one more time, because I want to make sure I've got this accurate here. Let me do that as well. Okay. I think I'm, I think I'm good here. So this is the part of the show where we asked Joe uh, to divulge his experience over the last five to eight minutes and reveal his portfolio. What'd you get, Joe? Sure. A um, lot of guys again, man. A lot of guys. Another week of a lot of guys. You know you know, I got me some shares of Mr. Brooks Gepka. Uh, 765 was too cheap. Let me tell you the target I had on my boy this week was uh, 815. So, uh, you know, I'm always bullish on him. Happy to take it. Joaquin Neiman uh, got in at $7. I just felt like he was kind of mm -hmm. a little bit of the overlooked guy there as it came down the stretch that I liked. I did get my mid-cap in Mito Pereira. Um, and then a couple of guys at like around the $4 mark, two of them, Cam Davis. We didn't talk about him, but I, I like his asset of the driver here. I like his aggressiveness. If I like Wolf, I think he's like a really cheap version typically of Wolf. Uh, it's kind of the, the sort of player that I see him coming. CT Pan was another one who's just flashed really good form. And then the cheap ones, the penny stocks I got this week. I picked up three of them. Adam Svensson, who I mentioned, I'm going back to the well there. Brandon Hagee, who I mentioned, going back to the well there. And a little Texas native, a guy that's actually surprisingly pretty long off the tee was cheap. $2.90, Dylan Fratelli. Uh, those are my guys this week. Um, Drop your guys in the comments. I always like seeing who you guys who you guys are hot on this week. Yeah, so I always love when someone's like one thousand shares of X golfer, like you know, yeah. random golfer. Um, Dylan Fratelli, I saw listed his place in Texas for rent. So if you're interested in renting Dylan Fratelli's place, it is apparently for rent. Looks pretty. Are good. you? Does it, is it like a roommate situation where he still lives there? Or no, still... I don't think so. I don't think okay, you get to okay. be roommates with Dylan for no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's uh, he's going somewhere else. Okay, so Kepka, Neiman, uh, Mito, Davis, CT Pan, Adam Svensson, Brandon Hagee, Dylan Fratelli for Joe. Let us know who you got, and I'll reveal the big board here. Uh, and it is top heavy. Joe, Sam Burns, ten dollars and ninety two cents. Now. I was just kind of flipping through the data. Um, so in, in the very early days of jock market, we saw a lot of this. We yes. saw a lot of $12, $11, $10 a share here. So he would kind of fit right in here. It would be like maybe the 20th highest price ever, but more recently it would be one of the, the highest just because the kind of strategy has changed. People realize kind of living in that five or $6 area has been extremely profitable, but here we go. 
All signs point to Sam Burns, $10.92. Your thoughts on that? I don't want to say anything negative about Burns, but pretty much when a guy clears $10, I'm no longer in on him. Um, that that basically is the mark where the max you can make is is 2.5x on your, your initial investment, which he has to finish first to get there. Um, you know, he can finish basically 12th and lose you some money or so at that price. I think that's tough for him. I think that he's great. Um, for me, I just rather play the guys in sort of the $7 range and hope that they have a, a, a good week and, and relatively similar win equity. You know, when you're talking about some guy that's almost 11 and the highest price point he's ever been, some of that value is sort of siphoned. There's fair value projection for what it's worth was 731. I had a target on him a 925. So, um, yeah. That I'm okay missing it if he plays well. The full $2 gap to Taylor Gooch. I love Taylor Gooch. We talked about it a little bit earlier. $8.88, probably too rich for my blood because of what you have referenced, which is just they got to be perfect. They, they've yeah. got to be really perfect. And even if they are, you're kind of capped, especially for Gooch who, who's winning – pedigree is tbd yeah dude it's like i i lost out on some shares of scheffler at the last minute but scotty's a way better player than taylor gooch way better um so it's it's to me like i don't see how you got there with him and you passed on sung jay scotty cam smith wolf Finau, kept like all these players i put with with sort of higher win equity i get he's in incredible form right now but like we mentioned um it basically uh, almost double his probably average IPO price this week. It, it just feels like you're buying high. I love that you got shares of Joaquin Neiman. I'm very interested to see, to see how that plays out at $7 a share. I think just kind of looking at this, and it's always easy to do afterwards, uh, I would not be surprised to see either Finau or Terrell Hatton as big winners. Uh, Finau, $8 a share, but he's the second pre-ranked golfer. His sentiment is better in the outright market than it is. Uh, it's actually probably kind of similar. And then Hatton's uh, $7 a share, $6.99, the third pre-ranked golfer. You know, if he finishes T4 with five guys and, you know, gets the lion's share of of those, of of, of that payout, like I, I would not be surprised to see those guys find success this week. Yeah, and Hatton, like you see there from the finishes, has sort of flashed the ability to sort of just pop into a T2. Been a little while since he's won. Um, and for me, like I, I was interested in him. I was it was him or Neiman basically right there around that seven dollar price point. And I just feel like I've seen more flashes currently of of the form mo- most recently with Neiman than I have with Hatton. But like you like you've shown there, uh, any player of his sort of caliber. Uh, all it takes is one little tip on the range or one little thing to him sort of realize and it all changes. And we know his sort of ball striking prowess when he's at his best is great. Uh, real quick. I missed this. Reed Fowler in the chat. Reed will be on PGA early, baby. tomorrow morning. Go to sleep, Reed. Go to, don't you have to wake up early, my friends? You are on bright and early. I think it's like 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, so looking forward to catching Reed on PGA Tour Live. Good to have him back. Good to have PGA Tour Live back. Good luck, Reed. Looking forward to watching. And thanks for stopping in. Uh, scrolling a little bit further down the board here, Joe. Patrick Reed, who we didn't spend much, much oxygen on, he is a top 10 pre-ranked golfer. He went for $6.49. That feels about right. 
Yeah, it, it like you said, it feels about right. Um, I think some equipment changes for Reed. I think some, you know, flashes. Obviously played the Bermuda where he, it felt like he was clearing away the best player in the field that week um, and had that great performance where he gained a lot of strokes, it, seemingly from the eyes uh, around the green with a couple of chip-ins and, and with his putter, uh, which he can always do. You know, We know that he's familiar in Texas. We know that he's a shot maker. Um, and when things play tough, that seemingly would fit into that type of player's hands. So I can see him having a good bit of upside at that price point, but also volatile. Like it wouldn't surprise me too much if we see a miscut out of Patrick either. Is there any big surprise one way or another here? I think the Burns price, I, I love Burns. Every I love Burns, but the price uh, being one of the highest we've seen in a while is a little bit of a surprise. I think maybe the value on Hatton has me kind of interested. Is there anything else here that kind of jumps off the screen at you one way or another? Maybe just when I think in terms of like an odds board, maybe I look at Shane Lowry a little bit. I think he's around that 40 to one mark. It looks like here, you know, Tringale and McNeely and Leishman on my book are like 50, 55 to one. So him being below them, obviously the sixth pre-rank hasn't had too many great finishes of late, um, but a major championship winner. We know that uh, he can sort of put it together. Another guy that I think is favored by the, the tougher scoring conditions and, uh, maybe having to go out there and grind out some pars. So I think he could have a little bit of upside there. Yeah, I think that's a good call. So quick glance, I'm just trying to glance this back and forth. He's cheaper than Russell Henley, but he has shorter odds. He's cheaper than uh, McNeely, but he has the same. Uh, yeah, I, I and the six pre-rank is, is strong. I think that's a good call. Shane Lowry uh, might be that guy. So we'll know in four days or so. But right now we're entering that live trading portion of this. So you can start to buy and sell and short golfers, Joe. Mm -hmm. And um, with a cut line that could be over par, we might see that double bogey late on a Friday where a guy misses a cut or someone will see how the, the holes are playing out, but you know, maybe they make birdie on nine or 18 on Friday to get it like hovering and uh, kind of vulturing that cut line uh, has been one of the best strategies I think you can deploy in the jock market. Yes, um, absolutely. Week to week, uh, hovering around that cut line and paying attention to it and being aware and being able to be able to have the app up uh, and see where those current bid prices at are, are always helpful. You know, Texas, right? Relatively wide open muni course. Like we could see wind become a factor. So I think that's important if you see a little bit of a weather to potentially come in on one side that's not uh, foreign or t- totally unusual in this part of the country. So um, another thing to sort of keep an eye on, you know, full size field this week, we've got a standard cut line. So, so pay attention to that. And there's opportunities that present themselves throughout this tournament all the way until, till Sunday afternoon. So it's great. All right, let me give away our final $20 to the jock market. It goes to Steven, Steven will bogey. Well, with that attitude, Steven, you definitely will maybe try Steven will birdie. Or Stephen will par <laughs> might be a better, more optimistic way to approach that. But Stephen, $20 coming your way. Um, Joe, we are back at it again next week. RSM Classic, same time, same place. And then we're going to enter a little bit of a lull. I think we'll probably get a Hero World Challenge market. We're pushing for yep. that. Um, we're also looking to do some cool kind of off-season stuff as well. And obviously, jock market's not stopping. There's going to be plenty of contests. But uh, we will solidify 
kind of the schedule over the course uh, of the next couple of weeks here shortly. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got a little free time here after Thanksgiving. Uh, a couple of the guys who, who we see on the leaderboards every week, I see WWs in the chat. We know our friend Austin. Um, we'd love at some point to kind of maybe pick your guys brain a little bit and just see kind of different ideas and strategy elements that come into play, but we'll definitely put some stuff together coming up to, to keep you guys engaged. And, and we really enjoy doing this show every week. So we'll keep it going. And then, uh, right through the fall, right into uh, to Sony, right? Tournament of Champions. Hawaii Tournament, Tournament of Champions, baby. Okay. The code you want to use is power. Up to a $50 yeah. deposit bonus. If you haven't deposited yet, you'd be crazy not to use it. Like uh, and subscribe on your way out. Follow Joe on Twitter at Torpix. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Houston Open. Good luck. <laughs>